0: Welcome to episode 2 of the Hopeless Gamer podcast, uh, where we talk about games and discuss our feelings. Uh, Tonight we've got myself, Sean, and we've got... Aaron. And also... Matt. And over the next hour we're just going to talk about um, the industry as it is. So, what's everyone playing... At the moment, Aaron. Uh, nothing new. Um,
1: going back through a few of the uh, few of the oldies, trying to get a few done. Finishing off. Uh, what is it? Rise of Tomb Raider. Hopefully, catch on to the third. Still playing Siege, as uh, as an addict would. So you know that's still there. Um,
0: what level are you in in Siege?
1: Level, I think I just hit like seventy two the other day, so this, still, this, still pretty this low. Not quite an addict. Oh, yeah, not quite, but getting there. So, yeah. So, getting through the pile yep. of shame. Yeah, trying to. I feel so low level and all that kind of stuff compared to Siege <laughs> and Apex and all the rest of it compared to you two. Apex, you smashed me on Apex. Yeah, but Sean's bloody, I think, nearly 90 or something like that in Apex.
0: I just hit 90. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, trying so to get through the battle pass. <laughs> he's going to have the battle pass done with, like, a month and a half to go, I reckon. Uh, it's
0: good I can play some more Forza.
1: Yeah, I've finished that, so I'm like trying
0: Do to look at why I need to go back to it. You haven't finished it. Why? Well, it's can. got 2,000 gamers going out. Has it? Yep. <laughs> I booted up the other day and I got four achievements right off the bat <laughs> is that because of the
1: um, what's that due to the expansions
0: uh, no it's just randoms they just added a ton more achievements in there oh okay and yeah, I, I had already fine. qualified for four of them it was quite funny actually oh road. 2000 oh there we go 97 achievements yeah it's been fun, and they've had a lot more stuff into the game now as well. With um, uh, they've got remixed versions of the events, like um, the one where you have to chase the motorbikes um, in the rally car. Yeah, yeah. That, now you do it in a um, little Mark One sprint which is um interesting on dirt to say the least and they've added in other stuff as well there's new online challenges and um also the arena stuff uh what was you had to win with your team in an arena match of like zombies versus you know not zombies and things like that it's practically car tag and capture the flag and stuff like that that's been that's been a lot of fun um they're yeah, all the same as before. Oh, I didn't play it when that came out. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, the multiplayer mode. But that's, yeah, that's part of the autumn at the moment, and obviously in the next season we'll bring new stuff. But yeah, it's been fun.
1: Good to see they're trying to keep it alive at least.
0: And now they've got EVOs. Whoop, whoop, finally. Well, they had one Mitsubishi in the entire freaking game when it launched, and they finally have like you know other ones now. They've put in the Evo Five. No, they are putting the Evo 6, the Evo 8, the Evo 9, the Evo 10. They got the Eclipse, they got the GTO, and they got the Galant.
1: Which is an Evo anyway, yeah. just before an Evo. Yeah,
0: that was the Evo before the Evo. It's still got the engine and everything. <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, well, at the least they're keeping it going. But they're, they're always notorious for keeping the content going in those games, but... Oh, yeah, it's great. So. And then we've got Apex. I'm thinking. I'm hoping the second season of that... The battle pass changes a bit because it's getting pretty repetitive with mm. nothing in it. Yeah, I must admit, their content was a little bit lackluster. Um, I mean, especially if they're, you know, trying to compete with things like Fortnite and other things like that. I mean, Fortnite, if nothing else, have a um, a good, I suppose, baseline of, of what could be, well, should be rather expected of what you'd be get, earning in those type of games. So, at least they should have something to go by. I mean, not that I'm expecting, you know, flossing to be in the next Apex battle pack, but uh, yeah, I think my take on Fortnite is Fortnite's a lot to do with these one-off skins and stuff that they do, Mm. and that seems to be the characters and stuff like that with the skins. Yeah. Apex doesn't have that because it's got all the characters. The the nine characters, so we've got just sort of color schemes for them. Yeah. So I'm intrigued to see what season two holds. But they could do like limited edition, um, like skins for those characters. So I don't know. Maybe have one of them that's like set on fire, or they do in the shop. You got to pay money for this. Ah, yeah, they yep. Sell for, and then they get you where you got to do. Buy the one in the store, and then you um. To get unlock another skin. Yeah. So. It's really weird. what you want to play. Yeah. Um there's division two. Someone didn't want to finish that one off yet.
0: I'm getting through it. it kind of sort of forza's hooked me again, of course, Apex still and every now and then I play Siege with Aaron and Yeah, that, that that's pretty much my entire repertoire at the moment. Um I know, I I I like I, I'm sitting around at home and whatever, and I'm like yeah, I should go and play some division. I get on and I don't load up division <laughs> at this point, but um, I'll get I'll get back to it.
1: Yeah, we I've been lucky in that game in the fact that I've got other mates that are carrying me, and that they keep dropping weapons. So yeah. I'm at the point where I've got tier world tier five gear and I'm in world tier one, so mm-hmm. I'm just walking into the stuff too op. Blunting it, yeah, yeah that's awesome Sorry. but I must admit I mean just from the screenshots that I think you've posted on Xbox like um their cosmetic content is really impressive definitely a step above from where the Division 1 came from I yeah. mean yeah I mean okay granted it was added in late but things like masks and stuff uh, and the first one wasn't really a thing as I said until like post end game content and I think after the last DLC pack drop whereas now it's come like a standard which I think is awesome um yeah, the matchmaking in the game's a hell of a lot better as well. Oh, but that's it good. does get a little bit annoying when you got like keep getting asked for an age uh, yeah. sort of thing keeps yeah. coming, stuff like that. But yeah. at least you got the option though, which is cool. Yeah. I mean the first one I think did really well with the matchmaking system. Um, you know, being able to go to a particular mission and go like, Cool, yeah, I'm looking for players. Um and then you could walk away and do your own thing. And then when those players were ready, it would be like cool, game's ready to go. Do you want to join in? You're like yeah, cool. You teleport straight to it. I well, thought it was like really, really good. So I don't well, know. Well, the other thing is on um, the current one, if you're in a team of four, mm. and one of them walks up to a mission and goes to start the mission, it just starts counting you down to saying that they're going to teleport you across there. Yeah, that's awesome. So yeah, yeah that's of, one thing they've done really well. The, so the matchmaking in that started too, did mm. on pretty well. Um, the only other games I'm playing is this kid, oh, kid games on Switch. So Yoshi's. Oh yeah, Download uh, the demo for that. I haven't tried it yet, but looks good. So um, that's a huge twist on a game sort of thing to be able to play it frontwards and then you play the map in reverse. Mm-hmm. And yeah. Everything is in reverse, so you can see how all the cardboard's propped up and everything. Yeah. And then they add different tar challenges to it where you got to go find stuff in the levels Um, yeah and then turn it it around and stuff and hit it and and things like that and the good thing about the game is if you find something in the level you don't have to keep going to the end of the level you can just finish the stage then oh right that's cool so that's your exit once you found the item yeah you don't actually have to keep doing it going to the end of the stage to finish it off oh that's cool yeah the crafted world yeah that yeah yeah, download the demo. I was quite surprised they had one. I thought they could have that a go. And they've got some real good stuff coming for Switch in the near future. Yeah, there's a lot of games coming out for Switch. It seems to be... A, I know, it seems to be the console that every game's
0: going to at the moment. Mm. So, a bit of news over the last couple of weeks with the next-gen consoles um, being announced. Mark Cerny's come out to Wired with um, specifications on the next PlayStation that he won't call a PS5 yet, but let's face it, it's going to be a PS5. Um, They're impressive. Um, A lot more impressive than what Google has with their Stadia system that won't work bloody almost anywhere in the bloody world. Um, Because no one's got that kind of bandwidth. You do you do in Singapore? An American company can sell stuff to Singapore. Cool. So it's not going to work it's, in
1: Australia. Yeah, I'm not going to work in Australia because yes. Australia doesn't have the yeah. bandwidth, but it's just the funny stuff when you go travelling. And like in Singapore, the
0: bandwidth is just... For, like, it's fibre to the building. Every building has got fibre. So what, we're talking like 800 megabits per second? <laughs> well, it's... you can... It's just the internet over there is just stupid
1: for what it is.
0: Apparently, South Korea is the best internet in the world. Yeah, well... There
1: wasn't, I thought I'd seen an article or something like that, like our internet in Australia is on part of what is in America. I thought America was like head to head of us, but that's only because they had the cable. So as soon as you have one cable come into your house in America, you get your internet and your TV and everything like that. Yeah. Which I suppose is what NBN are trying to do here in Australia, but no one's getting the speeds that have been promised.
0: No, from what I've heard in America, you you can get like a hundred megabits per second or faster, but you have to be in the middle of high run states. As soon as you're somewhere else like Pennsylvania or anywhere else, it's literally as slow as what our internet used to be before the NBN. Mm. Um, But the average, it averages out to the point where it's about on average with Australia. It's just Australia across the board is slow. Mm. They've just got really fast spots and really slow spots.
1: Yeah, I suppose if you got access to a Fibre run going next to you you probably wouldn't pay as much as you pay in Australia for Fibre anyway. Mm.
0: Well, I've seen screenshots of um, Larry Herb's and Phil Spencer's Xboxes downloading stuff when they're doing hype for certain games and stuff like that, and I've seen Larry Herb have 990 odd megabits per second, and I'm just like, you asshole, Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, well. How did you get time to take the picture before it was downloaded? <laughs> so, PS5
1: is looking rather interesting, but is it going to live up to... Is it worth just 8K TV support? Does that mean it's going to be 8K games or 8K movies or hopefully both?
0: It just says 8K TV support and um, listening to the actual audio from it, he says the exact same thing. will have 8k tv support so whether that says it will do 8k movies or it will stream netflix in 8k if they ever upgrade or if it's going to do 8k games which i highly bloody doubt the only way i can see them doing that is if they upscale it from 4k to 8k like they are at the moment with 1080p to 4k they're just doing upscaling because at the moment there is no gpu that can actually do true 4K gaming yet. Yeah, and the other side of it, you look at it with all these games
1: coming out with all these specs and everything, like it's a PS4 game backwards compatible and PSVR and stuff like that, and they're saying they're putting SSDs in it, but you're gonna come out with a ps5 that's gonna have two hard drives in it one for storage one for games or yeah. how they're going to do it because you've got all these games that are going to wanting to come out in these things but they're all going to be huge big chunks of games when you look at what xbox did with their xbox one x and when they went 4k mm. the 4k the updates. updates for
0: a lot of these games were
1: nice. not small I mean, what was, Forza 7, I think it was 100 gig on its own. 100, it's a...
0: 104 gig. Well, there you go. And that's
1: one game on a one terabyte t- hard That's drive. one hard. racing game. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's a tenth of the hard drive. That's, yeah. So, unless, the, I don't really see the cost of storage coming down that quick in pricing. So, well, they'll um, either that or the standard will be a larger internal capacity. So maybe 2 terabyte standard as an example. Because it would be ridiculous to keep it at 1 if the space is going to be... Yeah, I know they need to increase it, but I'm trying to work out where the price point of PS5 is going to come out with. Mm. If you're going to go at a 2 terabyte SSD, yeah. which are ridiculous. three 400 bucks on their own, Yeah, um, and you've got the rest of the hardware, so we're going to see another $1,000 PlayStation coming out.
0: Well... Mm. From TechRadar, there was actually a leak saying that someone had leaked the pre order pricing for the next gen PlayStation at 500 US, which is what the original PS3 was marked at, which was a thousand dollar console in Australia. So, yeah, it could well go to a thousand dollars. Um, well, that exchange rate's not still valid, so but it's definitely, yeah, we always seem to pay more for consoles in Australia anyway.
1: Well, it's also because we don't pay the uh, sorry, we pay the tax up front rather yes. than yeah, so that helps. But yeah, are people going to pay a thousand dollars for a new PlayStation?
0: I reckon they will if these gonna... if half yeah. of these specs are true. And after the PS Four, people but people will they did it for money. the three,
1: so who wouldn't surprise me. Yeah, my thinking is if well, I suppose you got your diehard die Sony fans that are going to do it, but you are releasing the PS Five, you've got to damn well sure you have some games to back it up. Mm.
0: Well, they do technically the entire PS4 library. Yeah, Plus but a few you of the launch titles are supposed big... to be
1: quite big for it anyway. Yeah, I was gonna say you need to have launch titles, and those launch titles are gonna be making sure that they they're using those specs. Mm. They're not looking like a game that's been loaded into PS4 and just yeah. upscaled to a PS5. I know one of the major rumors at this stage seems to be that Last of Us Two will be launch title for it. Um, along with um, oh, there was another one they mentioned that's going to be like a late PS4 release slash early PS5 release like they did with the the 4 where they you know released the game on the 3 and the 4 and then you could use the upgrade codes and that kind of jazz so I'm oh, assuming like Assassin's Creed Black similar Black. yeah yeah. so I'm assuming that kind of stuff would um, would then carry over very similar to the 5 but, but yeah um, you've got that aspect where you've got Sony not going to E3 this year mm. and Big step. There seems to only be five games that Sony are hunting around on at the moment that um everyone's wondering when they're gonna come out other than the next Gen console. Mm. But I don't know, are we gonna see Xbox or Microsoft coming out with a new Xbox and with all these game studios that they've bought, are they gonna come out with a quite substantial mm, like a launch, lineup, yeah. Launch lineup that's gonna sway everyone across to that because if you got a launch line up of 10 different titles or something mm. like that of all these games that are part of a series or new IP that's coming out is that going to sway people to go well there's not everyone's going to have the ability to go out and buy a brand new Xbox and a brand new PS5 in the yeah. same, same time frame that'd be good I mean it'd be a first time for Xbox in a long time they come out with a new console on a strong line up so well, they've obviously got to be doing something because they've bought... All, well, they've, what are they up to now? Ten or so, buddy?
0: Nine. Nine, nine studio. first-party studios that they've purchased. Technically, it's ten if you um, count that. Playground Games actually has another micro-studio in them. Yeah. But I can't remember the name of it. But, um, yeah, whether that was part of the deal or not, I know they're still making stuff for them because they were... The people that were doing the um, events for Forza Horizon 4 and Forza Horizon 3, like um, creating them and stuff like that. So I'm not sure how big that team actually is.
1: Well, then yeah, you've got. I don't know how well doing like so. Well, Xbox is new digital-only console. I don't know how well that's going to go. At that price
0: point, it's not.
1: Especially in Australia with the way that the bandwidth is and the mm. internet is and stuff like that. You'll be like, oh, you want to play this game and you'll be, oh, I'll come back tomorrow and I'll play it. Come like, it down like late a- overnight. Yeah. Yeah, as you said before, like, going with bandwidth, I suppose, yeah, anywhere else that would probably be a thing, but here in Australia, that's definitely not going to happen. But I can't imagine you, it going very well here. So, yeah, I don't... And then, was it... Um, You've got rumours floating around of two new switches coming out. Mm, that's right, the uh, Compact so, and something else. If, so they're supposed to be doing better. one where you can't change Joy-Cons on it at all. Yeah. So I'm guessing that's going to be the lower price point yeah. targeted towards kids and stuff like that. Yeah. And then there's supposed to be some Pro 1 coming out, which I don't know whether it's just going to have a better screen on it or... Mm. And I suppose it really depends on what they do. So if they copy, like the, I think it was the Vita... Um, they did their Gen 1, which had, I'm pretty sure it was like the OLED, and then they changed it to an LCD so the technically the screen was actually worse, but it gave you better battery life. That's the rumor that I've heard at the moment that it'll be something similar, but whether or not that's the case. But when you're looking at the game releases for 2019, the dominance is there in the Switch. Oh, absolutely. The Switch is dominating where a lot of games are going, so I don't know where Nintendo, being Nintendo, they like to do reiterations of their. Mm. consoles um, just said, look at how many different versions of the 3DS there is yeah and it's good that they're branching out and like getting a lot more games under their belt I mean just as an example this year alone um, you know getting Mortal Kombat X like something that's never essentially been on Nintendo like just yeah it's really good to see them it's also good to see them bringing back their old the ones that have. the common Nintendo ones that everyone likes oh Nintendo like the for, classic stuff the classic yeah, stuff and yeah. everything like that but you're still seeing new Mario's coming out you've mm-hmm. got Yoshi's you've got uh, well they're doing the Zelda remake yeah Um. they're, they're keeping their normal like whatever you're say so that the generic Nintendo brand yeah going yeah. as well as adding new titles in for everything else yeah exactly I just hope that when they're porting games across the Switch they're actually like I'm hoping, hoping that Zelda 1 is actually going to be like redone and upscaled for the Switch graphics mm. not just a port right yeah
0: they are redoing it completely yeah um, pretty sure it's being rebuilt because that um, particular game you could only have one equipped item at one time because it was made it was made for the Game Boy and the Game Boy Color so you only had the two face buttons yeah so every time you wanted to use something you had to like take off your sword and put on whatever else and then go back through the menu and everything like that but um from what's been said about it and what's been showed there you don't have to do that anymore so just to add that in they would actually have to redo a lot of coding um so yeah the upscaling would definitely be a part of that because otherwise it wouldn't fit on the screen yeah so it'd be interesting um
1: times ahead this year I think is Sony doing PSX this
0: year? Don't know yet actually, they haven't said anything there's been no yes or no Um, I'm just trying to
1: think, are they just going to dull it down and go
0: quiet for this year and then come out swinging next year or whoever let Mark Cerny off the leash with this interview with Wired, obviously they're not trying to keep too quiet, they just want to get in a couple of gut punches before E3 for Microsoft and Nintendo get to have a good swing at it and then you never know, they might finish up with PSX at the end with some actual real details.
1: Maybe even a console to show to people.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, some of the stuff he said is pretty ridiculous. Um, I mean, they got a third third gen um, Raisin... Chipset going into it, where all the rumors said it was going to be a second generation, so I mean, that's a big thing. It's going to have ray tracing um, support in there, which is massive for gaming, um, and everyone keeps on going on about it. Mm. Um, but that SSD that they've said that is going into it is apparently nine times, fa- 19 times faster than a traditional SSD that goes into a PC these days, so it's their own built. SSD, um, which might cause issues, I highly doubt it, but every time Sony's done something where it's their own pattern and design, it's made it more difficult to, for game developers to actually develop for the console, that was one of the biggest hiccups with the PS3, but it's only a hard drive and if they are getting, like, those kinds of bandwidth speeds out of it, um that is absolutely ridiculous and i mean the cost will be all theirs. so they're not having to pay someone else for this technology might help them out and might help out the consumer but they'd still be getting
1: a hard drive manufacturer to make it oh yeah they wouldn't be doing it themselves it's not not worth it doing it you just do up your patents and your specs and you get someone one of them to build it just see who it is in the world
0: yeah well they did a um they did a tech demo on Spider-Man apparently with a PS4 Pro and it load time was 15 seconds on the PS4 Pro and with this new solid-state hard drive apparently it was under a second. Yeah, it was
1: so fast, so fast. So,
0: that's pretty ridiculous.
1: Well, the technology's out there. It's getting quicker and quicker and I know a lot of people um, are getting SSD drives in computers and stuff like that like all the laptops and that these days. Um, it's just easier to have that in it. Mm. And it definitely looks like that's where like the next generation is going to go. I mean, speed is basically what we're all after. I mean, because, you know, I don't ever recall someone like, oh, yes, here comes a load screen, cha-ching. Like, yeah, no. Like, we're all about faster internet, faster load screens, faster, smoother gameplay, so it just kind of makes sense.
0: You Xbox has gotten the closest to doing solid-state so far with their Elite console that had the hybrid solid-state, but that's the only attempt that anyone's mm. ever made. And at the
1: time, that was pretty quick.
0: Yeah, it was. Mm. It was a lot
1: quicker yeah. than the original. <laughs> yeah, you can't get away with hybrid stuff these days. You have to get a dedicated SSD, and mm. then it's just... All it comes down to is getting quicker and quicker chipsets into it. Because mm. you're at, what, Sata 3, so maybe they've got their own... Maybe they don't have their own sort of hard drive, maybe they've got their own sort of connector maybe. for the SSD drive, which, if that's the case, then good luck to anyone trying to swap drives out of PS5 to upgrade them.
0: Yeah, you know, well that was um, one of the biggest complaints with warranty claims with PS4, especially the beginning generation, people were obviously just slotting in a bigger hard drive and then something would happen, not saying the hard drive effect of it, but, you know early ps4s had their issues as do all consoles and then sony would lose their shit at somebody because they had a two terabyte hard drive in there that shouldn't exist in their console and all sorts of stuff um so maybe they're trying to get away from that issue as well on the back end by developing their own system
1: yeah, well, it works for Microsoft. You can't really crack open an Xbox and upgrade the hard drive. No, exactly.
0: It's possible, but yeah, it's not easy. <laughs> well,
1: in this day and age, with the the cost of an external drive, there's no you point. You can just yeah, there's no point. You can just run with the fact that you you store your games on the external hard drive, yeah. and you put the games that you're playing on your SSD, and yeah. then when you finish the game, you transfer it over. It doesn't take that long to transfer between external drive and an internal drive. Mm. Unless it's four or 7, but...
0: No, just go and make some lunch.
1: Yeah, right. So new stuff. We've got What Day's Gone coming this month, Borderlands 3. I think you guys had a couple of titles you are pretty, pretty interested in. Rage 2 next month. That's right.
0: Rage 2 and Borderlands 3.
1: Um. I've still got to play the first two Borderlands.
0: Let's co-op it.
1: I'm up for that. I've been collecting all the, um, the keys. Oh my gosh, those keys, whatever they...
0: You might need to put them in before they expire. I have, I've been redeeming them oh, every cool. time I get them. <laughs> you have so much gear. I was say, yeah, <laughs> you have so much gear.
1: So, I've got that, but those gone looks interesting. I'm not 100%. One of the guys that I work with is all big fanboy of it. He's waiting for it to come out. It, it's but So popular, I like it, and it's just a really good, yeah, loot shooter. Like, just works really well. I've mixed things. I like the aspects that some of them have actually said about the game, like the fact that you have like a big horde coming from you, and you can just shoot out these grenades and all, of it and set off bombs, and you got to look around what's in your environment to set stuff off to try and cull as many down as you can, so that when it comes to actually shooting them. Mm but i'm also intrigued to see what the motorbike plays that aspect of in the game oh okay because there's apparently there's you upgrade the bike Oh, yeah, yeah. So the components of the bike get uprooted and things yeah. like that. So I'm assuming that's just how to carry more ammo, more yeah. weapons. It's kind of weapons. like your, your hub, so to speak. So I, I think the way they've designed it, if I understand it correctly, that's basically your inventory control. So there's no, like, you can't just boot up your inventory in the middle of a fight and go, yeah, cool, I'll swap that gun for that gun. Like, you've got to go back to the bike and then swap it out. So you can carry, I think, like two or something as an example. Um, let's say, I don't know, a shotgun and a pistol, and then you get into a mess and you're like, oh, well, that's not really gonna work, so go back to your bike, get your shotgun, and maybe an AR or something like no, I don't know, the, but the bike's just spawn point if you die as well. Yeah, yeah, it's basi- yeah, basically how it becomes. But the cool thing is, is you, you're supposed to be able to upgrade it and do things to it, which I'm assuming will allow you to carry more, it'll obviously be faster, be more durable, um, you'll probably, um, well, I would assume, be able to have some kind of combat from the bike as well. Um, which would be pretty impressive. Sorry. Yeah, well then, um, there was an interesting, um, tweet that came out from the people that are doing that Super Meat Boy. Oh, yeah. Saying that they delayed it for two months or whatever so that we could push through and do 12-hour days or 20-hour days or whatever it is to get the game out. Yeah. Um, but we don't want to, so sorry guys, it's delayed. Mm-hmm. Which is fair enough. No, absolutely. Games come out when it's ready to come out sort of thing. And I think there's a lot of emphasis on getting games out on the launch time. But Yeah. No, I agree. I definitely think that, yeah, um, companies should make sure that it's it's perfected before they release it or else you'll have an EA situation and you release half a game and be like, hmm, maybe we should just throw in some content or some BS like that or, I don't know, some microtransaction BS and... It's all well and good, but you see things like the Apex Legends that just came out under the radar, and Mm. everyone's raving about it, how polished it is and all the rest of that. And it's it's a great game and everything. But you've also got games like Division 2's come out, and that's hitting nines, Mm. 90% nines and stuff like that for the the stuff it's done. So I think... But like you said, they had a lot of time to do that. I mean, from the first to the second one, was quite a big gap. Yeah. Um, So I mean, they had time to perfect it, and as you said, same thing should happen then for Rage Two in theory. Because what's that? That's that's Rage One was Xbox Three Sixty. Yeah, it's been a while. I mean, what's that? Uh, Xbox One's been out at least four years now. So, and Rage was quite an early Three Sixty title, if memory serves correctly. Um, So yeah, it's been a a big yeah, a big gap. I mean, I mean, the trailer alone looks really impressive. It looks like they've kept a lot of the same elements that made the first Rage quite good, but obviously introduced a whole bunch of new things, obviously, to adjust with the times. Um, so, yeah, that potentially seems great. And there was also the um, trailer that dropped for that Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order game oh, yes. that's coming out in November. Very sceptical. I want to believe that it's going to be great.
0: Just yeah,
1: respawn. I'd... It's going to be good. I'm, yeah. I'm not 100% sold on buying that on the day it drops like i didn't battle from yeah um, i'm worried that ea has its has its hand in there i mean thankfully if we're using the bioware ea example like anthem was quite good um in regards to you know like the story and the way that the game played but unfortunately it didn't hold up there wasn't enough content right off the bat to mm. keep people you know, continually invested in it yep. uh, I mean it's good to come back for it now and again but it's not something you can you know, continuously play um, thankfully I think EA's footprint in that game was quite small which was really good so the, um, the whole loot boxes and spending money to get cosmetic items doesn't feel like you're forced into it or pressured to, to buy credits um, which I think is really good and I hope that they continue to do that um. so hopefully if the you know the core concepts are the same so I don't know like Fallen Jedi is going to have you can buy a different colour lightsaber crystals or hilts or costumes or whatnot, and you know that's completely up to you then so be it Um. but if they can yeah let Respawn stick to the gameplay then hopefully fingers crossed we might have a decent Star Wars game for next gen platform current gen platforms now so yeah and you got um. let's see is Naughty Dog still got the rights for Crash Bandicoot don't they uh, no. that's Insomniac, isn't it? Crash Bandicoot is um Activision now. Activision, that's right. Because I noticed that they're all taking the bite of the charity come back again with the, the well, they got Crash Team Racing coming back and it's mm. going across all consoles. So they're, yeah. they're getting another bite of that. And I reckon that we might see if we well, Activision going to E3.
0: I'd say so because they have to announce a Call of Duty.
1: Yeah. So right, you reckon they uh, might
0: not have a press conference, but they'll have a shop. Not shop. Mm-hmm. They'll have a stand on the floor.
1: Yeah, because there was rumors floating around that they might start a new Crash Bandicoot, because the fact they're doing right. the remixes. Yeah. And they have been so popular for well, the remasters. Sorry. Yeah. You look at doing a fresh one. That
0: would be interesting. The people who have actually been doing the actual development was. Um, what was it Bob's Toy Box or something? It's the same people that did the um, Skylanders series. Oh yeah, um, same developers. They're all in, under Activision's banner. Yeah, because I remember Naughty Dog did the original Crash Bandicoot mm. for the PS One. Yeah, they brought them all out. Same with Spyro, they brought all that out.
1: Yeah, so they've been doing it on the remaster thing, and then that's just the started the rumor mill going of like new Crash Bandicoot, new Spyro coming yeah. out, and things like that. So. But it's also good to see it getting cross-platform. Yeah, absolutely. I'm just waiting for the announcement that Nintendo's going to be like, yep, yeah, we're having Spyro for Switch because that's just going to go out of control. But so far, still just rumour. Yeah, well, this day and age is when it comes to these new games that are coming out, is there room to be going console exclusive these days or are you going to cut yourself short by doing it? Yeah, I kind of agree. I mean... And especially with um, a lot of the gaming community, or well, that I've spoken to at least, you know, really excited by the idea of cross-platform. you absolutely right. I think, you know, long gone are the days where it's now a point of, you know, consoles trying to take supremacy over, you know, which, which gaming platform that people want to use. And now it's more about trying to find what's best for the gamer. So... Yeah, I understand, like, you can get console exclusives for, like, launch things. Like, yeah. if PlayStation want to get it, they get it for two weeks and then it goes on the rest of the consoles. So I'm, yeah. I'm happy for those type of ones. But I think if someone's developing a game and they're just going to say, look, we're going on PS5 only or PS4 or yeah, we're going to go Switch only or whatever, there are some of them out there sort of thing, like Switch being probably not the best example because that's a lot of the um, indie gamers seem to be going to and doing their games on there and mm. um, Switch seems to be one of those consoles where everyone wants to buy one, doesn't matter if you already own a PS4 or you own an Xbox One, everyone still wants to buy Switch. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's just too popular, the portability of it is, is definitely the big selling point for that, so.
0: Mm. And apparently it's actually really, really easy to port for. Like the yeah. dev kits, are apparently making it really easy to port a PC game to it. As long as you know it's a low end PC game, like Shovel Knight or anything like that. Yeah, they've um, Nintendo have made it really easy, and they're actually supporting the developers to do it.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, I noticed um, on the when you talk about the portability and stuff like that, and the travel side of things. Now, a lot of the newer airlines, the newer planes that are getting made, are getting power sockets underneath the. <laughs> seats, so you can charge your switch while you fly. Oh, I can do that with USB-C cable anyway, but yeah, that's, that's still so pretty you know, awesome. They're getting around the whole people bringing power bricks mm. onto aeroplanes and stuff like that, so some of them have got USB chargers just built into the back of the seats, and some so, of them actually yeah. have Such a great idea though. power plugs under the seat, so you can actually charge a laptop or anything like that. Mm. So
0: That is really good. When you've got a 12 hour flight, you can get your 12 hours of switch gameplay in. Thank you for listening to us um, on our second episode of the Hopeless Gamer podcast. I hope you enjoyed this one. Um, Aaron, where, where can they find you on social media? Ah, uh, cool. The Ginger Guy pretty much covers all of it. Uh, most most platforms it's that. Otherwise,
1: yeah. Matt? Or um, everything is under BaseMasterAU for Twitter, Instagram, all the social... All those and social media and same with um, Mixer, Twitch and all the rest of them as well.
0: Cool. And um, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and on Mixer um, at BirdieAssassin or one word and hopefully I'll see these guys there and drop into the stream for a chat and we normally all play together and stream together as well and have a good old time. Um, We do play with viewers as well from time to time. We've made some good friends like that. And hopefully we'll get to talk to you guys sometime soon.
1: See you in the next one. Ciao.